0: Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study.
1: Hello, dear friends, and thank you for joining me as we continue to look at the parables of Christ. And today we're going to be taking a look at the drawing of the net, or we could just say, Yeshua's parable pertaining to the quote-unquote dragnet. And perhaps this is one of those parables that you've not heard before. Indeed, this is a lesser known parable of Yahshua, in that it's not as popular as his parable of the tares and the wheat, or even his parable of the prodigal son, or Good Samaritan. But yet there is much value, like all of the parables that Yahshua taught, to be found within this teaching. And so, to begin, turn with me to the only place in all of Scripture that this particular parable appears. And that happens to be the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13, beginning in verse 47. Yahshua says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which, when it was full, they drew to shore. And sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. And that, if you will, is the entirety of Yahshua's seventh mystery, or the parable of the dragnet in the sea. And you should be able to see that it is not far removed from Yahshua's parable of the tares in the wheat. In fact, that very parable is explained in this 13th chapter. Beginning in verse 37, He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the world, and the reaper's are the angels. What else does he say? Verse 40, As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. Now I bring that up because Yahshua goes through many parables here in St. Matthew chapter 13. He gives his parable of the sower, and he explains that one. He gives his parable of the tares and the wheat. And so also explains that one. And he gives one of my favorite parables, the parable of the mustard seed. And I bring all of this up because as Yahshua teaches his parable of the hidden treasure, his parable of the pearl of great price, he finally comes to this parable of the dragnet, or the drawing of the net. And notice that it is very similar to what Yahshua explained pertaining to the parable of the tares and the wheat. So much so that Markion of Sinope used this very parable to come in and say we must do away with Paul. (laughs) Perhaps that's a study for another day, but notice he says that when this particular net is drawn to shore, everybody will sit down, And they will sort between those particular fish, correct? They will gather the good into vessels, but will cast the bad away, just as the tares are gathered and burned. By who? The same exact analogy. The angels. Notice Yahshua says, The kingdom of heaven is like, this is what the kingdom of Yahweh God is akin to. And it is akin to a net that goes out and it gathers all manner of fish. Correct? We are told of every kind here in Matthew. But when that net is drawn to shore, the kingdom is just like this. Sorting through the wormwood to get to those that are profitable and useful to the kingdom. And thus it stands. Joshua does explain this particular parable. He says, beginning in verse 49, So shall it be at the end of the world. Stopping right there. That is the end of the cosmos. And this ties perfectly into what Yahshua taught at the beginning of this chapter when he explains the parable of the wheat. He says, As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world or end of this cosmos. So, the seventh mystery, the parable of drawing in the net, you see, is exactly the same analogy. In fact, it is so akin to Yahshua's parable of the tears and the wheat. Again, Markion of Sinope used this to denounce Paul by saying, well, obviously, if the kingdom of heaven is attributed to a net that is cast into the sea, or a body of water, and gathers of all, All kind. But yet, when it's all said and done, only those that are good fish are gathered into the vessels. But the bad fish, what happens to them? Well, the bad are cast away. They're useless to Yahweh. That is, within the kingdom. And so we see throughout most of Yahshua's parables, He would say that. That particular classes are good for nothing. Even if they had faith, and even if they believed, they were not fishers of men. And so, in really looking at Yahshua's parable of the drawing of the net, we must really dissect his explanation, where he begins in verse 49 by saying, So shall it be at the end of the world, the angel shall come forth and sever the wicked from amongst the just. Another way of saying sever the tares from amongst the wheat. And who does this, by the way? It is not you or I picking up arms, but rather it is the saints and or the angels of Yahweh God that do the separating. So, the angels come forth at the end of this second earth age, and they will sever the wicked from amongst the just. Notice that both the tares and the wheat And both classes of fishes in these parables must coexist at least until the time of the harvest. Therefore, Yahshua can say, you know what? The kingdom of heaven is just like this and that. And truly it is. Because as you live down here on Yahweh's green earth, you have decisions to make. And while you understand the concept of karma, Christ taught that you will reap what you sow. And this most assuredly is true. So what we should do is look forward to that harvest. And not only that, desire to be one of those good fish, right? Why? Verse 50. What did the angels do? They shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Big business, dear friends. This is not to be scoffed at. And at the same time, it is not to be discredited to flippantly say, oh, you know what, that doesn't really mean hell. Notice what Yeshua says. They will be cast into a furnace of fire, not outer darkness in this context. Who? The bad fish. So you must understand that while we all consider ourselves fish and or the faithful, Christians in short, it is Yahweh God and his angels that do the separating. It is Yahweh God that will sever the wicked from amongst the just and shall cast them into a furnace of fire and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Do you think for a moment that there is wailing and gnashing of teeth because this is not eternal torment? Rather it is. And this is what the kingdom of heaven is. Like unto a simple man who throws forth his net. Now, this parable is extremely short, and it appears here, and it is defined here in St. Matthew chapter 13, but it also appears in the Gospel according to Thomas. So, if you have a Gospel according to Thomas, which is non-canonized, I'll invite you to get it now, because we're going to be turning there momentarily. But first, turn with me while you're here in the Gospel according to St. Matthew? Move forward to the fourth chapter, and I'm sure you're probably familiar with this. But this is the call of Peter and Andrew, and you have heard me preach on these two particular disciples before. We read in chapter 4 of St. Matthew, beginning in verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he, Yahshua Messiah, said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And straight away they left their nets, and followed him. Now I take you there because I want you to see the similarities to what Yahshua will teach about ten chapters after this, in this very same gospel. This is the calling of the twelve, and Yahshua is walking by the Sea of Galilee. And notice, there were two brethren, Simon Peter and Andrew. And they were what? Casting a net into the sea. Now what did Yahshua attribute the kingdom of heaven to? Exactly. Fishermen who will cast their dragnet into the sea and draw of every kind. But notice Yahshua says, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This is the call to soul winning compared to fishing because there is a difference between fishing for fish or men fishing, dear kinsfolk. And notice that Yahshua tells both Peter, and Andrew, his brother. If you follow me, I will make you fishers of men. You will be part of the parable that we just covered, drawing in the net. And drawing in that net, it was Peter and Andrew who did likewise. And Yahshua commanded them, just as he does, you and I, to be fishers of men, to go out and testify of all the things that Joshua has done for us. But not only that, To bring them to truth. And perhaps this is why Yahshua would use this particular analogy. Or allegory. Or parable we could say. Because Andrew and Peter most assuredly would be familiar with this parable. If they were confounded by the parable of the tares and the wheat. That was explained to him. Why? Well we already read it. Because they were both... Fishermen. This was their trade. This is what they labored at doing. Andrew, Peter, and for the most part, every disciple that was called by Yahshua in his calling of the original twelve were all blue-collar workers. It wasn't until the second generation Christians that Luke and Paul and the educated came in. Now, I bring that up because Yahshua called fishermen. He did not go into the temple of Jerusalem to the chagrin of the enemies. Understand that while the Pharisees and the Sadducees continually railed against Yahshua and denied his deity, perhaps that had something to do with it. That Yahshua called the common man, the oppressed man, the meek and downtrodden to be his disciples. Thus, the Pharisees and the Sadducees could never understand. Why? Because they were not soul winning. They were not fishers of men. So this, of course, is extremely important. Now, without going too much in to the story of Jonah, know that towards the end of 2015, I preached a two-part study proving the similarities between Yahshua, Jesus the Christ, and Jonah, who was a type of our Messiah. And this would be why Jonah had to spend three days and three nights within the belly of the whale. Right? So as it is that you are in Matthew already, flip over to chapter 12. And in Matthew chapter 12, I want you to read beginning in verse 38. We learn. Then, certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. Now you know as well as I do that almost every single time a particular class of people ask our Redeemer for a sign, Yahshua says that there will be no sign given it, or that a wicked and perverse genius or race seek after a sign. Why? Because the faith lists. Are they that require a sign, right? Notice that in verse 38 there were a certain, not all, but certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees. And they say, Master, we would see a sign from thee. Now before I continue on, know that there are scribes, there are Pharisees, and there are even Sadducees within the kingdom. And I'll be proving that within the next few weeks when we get to those particular parables. Where also the kingdom of heaven is likened unto. But here, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto fishermen who draw in a net. So, setting the table, understand in verse 38, the Pharisees come to Yahshua and they butter him up by saying, Hey, Master, a sign of submission, meaning they recognized him as an authority. And they say, we would like to see a sign from you. Now, this is the first of six signs that are asked for in the book of Matthew. And almost every single time, Yahshua would say, you are faithless and or you will get no sign. Except for this one. Verse 39. He, Yahshua Messiah, answered and said unto them, pay close attention. An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. The sign of the prophet Jonah. Do you think because Yahshua says that the only sign that will be given an evil and adulterous generation is the sign of Jonah, makes a study into the book of Jonah imperative? I think so. And when it's said and done, there is no sign given, except... For the story of Jonah. What can we prove from this? Well, obviously, Yahshua, Jesus, approved of the story of Jonah and the whale. That's common sense, right? But he says, the faithless, an evil and a wicked generation. So the second point is this: Yeshua told those Pharisees, even though they called him master, because they sought a sign, they were still an evil and adulterous generation. So he says. You're not going to get any sign, except for the sign of Jonah. But as the loving Redeemer he is, notice he explains what that sign is in verse 40 of all verses. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth and not only that notice verse 41 the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold a greater than Jonah is here and indeed
0: thank you for listening to the covenant people's ministry broadcast if you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net, where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts, or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church so that when He returns, You will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply his words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us. And now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message.
1: While Jonah was a type of Yahshua, Yahshua was greater than Jonah. And anybody familiar with the book of Jonah like those Pharisees would have understand and should have recognized who Yahshua is. Perhaps this is why we are told that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. But perhaps that's a story for another day. Understand that even the Ninevites that Jonah reluctantly went to who are considered by the book itself to be heathen pagans even those Ninevites will rise up and judge the Pharisees this wicked and perverse genius and or race. So this should not be surprising and notice that it ties directly in to the topic of being a mariner or a fisherman or being in the sea. This is a sign that was given. As Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And you know this already was fulfilled by Yahshua because after the crucifixion, he descended into the bowels of the earth and spent three days within the grave, right? Overcoming death in the process. What is that? But the only sign given a wicked and adulterous generation. No other sign. Understand that. If you in 2016 are saying, hey, I still want to see a lightning bolt. I still want to see a sign from God in order for me to believe you're already a wicked and perverse generation and the sign has already come to pass. It's right before your eyes. What are you? That's a good question, is it not? Are you a fisher of men? Or do you do all things for self? There's a big difference. The man who is fishing can eat for a day. The man who is soul winning can eat in eternity within the kingdom. So, understand the rewards are great. And not only that, the kingdom of Yahweh God truly is attributed to the drawing of the net. Or drawing the net in from the ocean. Because there will be all types. And I speak from experience regarding this. You're going to deal with many people who are stellar. The salt of the earth. The greatest men and women. With the utmost faith in Yahweh God and so also. If you preach this truth, will you deal with the idiots? So turn with me to Ezekiel. And Ezekiel, you're going to find a similar statement to this, but one that I think will really drive home the point of Yahshua's parable here. In the 47th chapter, which is right towards the end of the book, the second from the last chapter in all of Ezekiel, We will read, beginning in verse 8. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out towards the east country, and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which, being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass, that every thing that liveth, which moveth, Whithersoever the river shall come shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish. Because these waters shall come thither, For they shall be healed. And everything shall live whether the river cometh. What is this? This is the river of the sanctuary. And Zechariah addressed this in chapter 14 if you require further study. But this ties right into Revelation chapter 22. And it ties right into what we covered already. It shall come to pass that everything that liveth, that has a soul, that moveth, whithersoever the river shall come in every single nation and or continent where Yahshua's beloved bride Israel are dispersed, there shall be, what, a great multitude of fish. What did Yahshua use in his parable? Jesus Christ said, there shall be a great multitude of fish of every kind, right, of varying levels. Some will be prophets, some will be preachers, some will be fathers, some will be auto-mechanics. Every single particular individual has a strength, so don't neglect that aspect. So, in your free time, if you're able to, continue to read on about this, because it all deals with water, salt water, fresh water. That ties perfectly into what Yahshua is teaching here because he is in essence preaching on the fulfillment of Ezekiel chapter 47 where he says, It shall come to pass, and there shall be a very great multitude of fish. Why? Because these waters come tether. Because the waters come tether. Perhaps this sheds light on why it was that when Yahshua hung from the cross the side of him that was pierced, issued forth blood and water. And also, maybe, shed light on why it was that Yahweh God became so upset with Moses when he struck the rock instead of speaking to it. So turn with me, if you will, one more place before we turn to Thomas in conclusion. And this time we're going to take a look at the words of the prophet Jeremiah. Chapter 16, beginning in verse 14. We read, Therefore, behold, the days come, saith Yahweh, that it shall no more be said, Yahweh liveth, that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Do you understand what's being said? God is saying here to Jeremiah, and you and I by extension, that there will come a day where they say, you know what, Yahweh, God isn't really real. And, The children of Israel weren't really delivered out of Egypt. (laughs) Does that remind you of a particular time? They will come and they will say, No more, Yahweh liveth. So we live in an era where they say God is dead. Continuing on in verse 15 of Jeremiah chapter 16. But Yahweh liveth. Stopping right there. Understand that we serve a living God. This is why Mary Magdalene was told, Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? after the crucifixion of Yeshua, We serve a living God, and Yahweh wants to reiterate that. Behold, the Lord liveth, that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, and from all the lands, whither he had driven them, and I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Pay close attention here. Verse 16, Jeremiah chapter 16. Behold, I will send for many fishers, saith Yahweh. Did you hear it? I will send for many fishers, saith Yahweh. So remember, that just as many fishers and hunters soon catch all the fish and slay all the animals in the places that are not replenished, this is what is being alluded to here. So the angels and the Gentiles will find all the Israelites on earth. And send them back to their own land. To become an eternal nation under our Messiah, Jesus the Christ. Read about this in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 10 and on. But there are many examples of this. Behold, I will send for many fishers, saith Yahweh. And they shall fish them. And after will I send for many hunters. And they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. Why, mine eyes are upon all their ways, and they are not hid from my face. Neither is their iniquity hid from my eyes. And so, your average Judeo-Christian will come in, and he will say, God does not pay close attention to what you do. He's fallen asleep. In short, to them, God is dead. But notice that scripturally, we are told, that Yahweh's eyes are upon everywhere, that he beholds the just and the unjust, and that when Yahshua returns at the ushering in of the third and final earth age, the kingdom of heaven is attributed to tares that are gathered and burned and bad fish that are gathered and discarded. The good fish, however, are retained. The wheat, however, are retained. Yahshua taught, In simplistic terms, so you would understand, agricultural, food. We are to be a good fish. We are to be the wheat company. More specifically, actually the barley. But be that, as that's a study for another day. Turn with me back to Matthew before we conclude in the non-canonized gospel according to Thomas. And I really like the gospel of Thomas. For the most part, I have not found any discrepancies within it. Meaning that what Yahshua teaches in his parables, oftentimes we find a valuable second witness. Like this one, the parable of the drawing of the net does not appear in Mark, Luke, or John. So we must turn to Thomas. But before we do that, I want to make one final point. And you heard me touch upon that at the beginning. And that is this. There will be scribes within the kingdom. There will be even Pharisees and Sadducees. After Yahshua explains his parable of the dragnet, in verse 49 and 50, he goes into his eighth mystery. And if you pay close attention, you'll see, he says, Have ye understood all these things? And they, the disciples, say unto him, Yea, Lord, yes indeed. Why would they say that? Because here, in chapter 13, Yahshua explains a majority of his parables, like the tares and the wheat and the dragnet. He says in verse 52, Then said he unto them, Therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things old and new. What is that we just covered? Well, it's considered to be the parable of the scribe. And I will be bringing an in-depth study on this. But notice, he says, Therefore, every scribe instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man, that is, an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things old and new. You understand the analogy? The analogy is this. When you buy a new home, it is new to you, but it's old to somebody else. And within that home, within that sea, there's both good and bad, old and new, right? Therefore, the old goes out, and usually people, when they buy a new home, bring in new. But every so often, you find a pearl of great price. Every so often, you find a great treasure, So, in the parable of the scribe, we are taught that scribes do have the ability to be within the kingdom. And it stands to reason. It really does. I focus my time here because as we preach on these parables, 95% of the cases, Yahshua will cast the scribes and the Pharisees out or call them a wicked and perverse generation. And while we focus on that, oftentimes we can lose sight of the fact that they also our extended grace. So in closing, turn with me to the gospel according to Thomas, if you so have one. And we're going to take a look very quickly at the A statement as is attributed to Yahshua. It says, He said, this is Jesus speaking, The man is like a thoughtful fisherman who threw his net into the sea and pulled it out full of little fish. Among all the little fish, that thoughtful fisherman found one large, fine fish that would be beneficial to him. And throwing all the little fish back in the sea, he easily chose to keep the large one. Whoever has ears, let him hear. So notice that actually the way Thomas transcribes it, in my estimation, is better than Matthew's because it's more clear cut to my average listener. If we spend the day fishing as men and women and all we get are four or five tiny little goldfish sized guppies with no meat on them but towards the end of the day catch ourselves a beautiful salmon or a beautiful trout chances are pretty good you're going to throw back the useless quote unquote little fish and easily choose to keep the large one. So that, if you will, focuses on the act of finding, just like the pearl and just like many of the other allegories of Yeshua. The discovery of the great fish is accidental. Notice they throw out the dragnet, pull it in. Their intent is to get as many fish as they're able to, but yet when that net is drawn in, they separate out the good from the bad. So, The great fish is, therefore, a symbol of something already out there in the world whose discovery can occur in the ordinary course of events. Do you understand, again, what Yeshua is saying? There is no great mystery. Indeed, it is in the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the duty of saints to seek it out. Therefore, This symbol is already out there. The great fish. At least according to the A statement here in the gospel according to Thomas. So realizing the value of what has been found. Is really the core root of this parable. That my friend is the real accomplishment. It has less to do with gathering lots of fish. In as much as it does have a lot to do with the fact that many are called you are chosen just as Yeshua taught. So in looking at this parable of the drawing of the net I hope at least I took you to a few different places to concrete within your mind that we also are to be fishers of men and this most likely is why Yahshua would give this particular parable attributing the very kingdom age itself to fishermen just like Peter just like Andrew and just like you and I, faithful listener. Even if we are not pastors, we should all be fishers of men and do what we can to help Yahshua's sheep hear his voice and follow. And so, until next time, I do want to put in here at the very end of this particular sermon that rest assured, Yahweh's truth will continue into the future. I've made a promise, and as such, Yahweh's truth will continue, irregardless of what happens in the upcoming year. So, I hope that also gives you a bit of peace of mind, because I've gotten several emails from people wondering, what's the state or the status of Yahweh's truth? And is Dr. Wickstrom feeling better? All of those things he will address, rest assured. But the only thing I want you to know in conclusion is that if the worst should happen I promise you now March 30th 2016 that Yahweh's Truth Intel Update will continue in as much as I'm able to continue that show. So until next time this is Pastor Visser from Brooks, Georgia and the Covenant People's Church wishing you and your entire family. Great studies. War for Christ. Amen.
0: Covenant People's Ministry! Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online Ministries website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages and continue to spread the word of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.